Hello, and welcome to Two Props in a Pod. I'm Tanisha. I'm Beth. And we are faculty and faculty developers at Glendale Community College in Arizona. And today we are so excited for our topic. As you know, we are excited for every topic that we do here on Two Props in a Pod. We are excited because we are going to be talking about AI and some things that we've been learning and doing with it as well. So like I said, we're excited for it. We're looking forward to talking about it. Uh, Beth, could you tell us why we are talking about this today? Yes, I will talk about why. And I also want to back up just for a moment and say to our longtime listeners, you may have noticed our last few episodes have not followed our traditional template script. Um, So we have veered from that a little bit. We hope that you are enjoying that new format. Um, Some of the topics seem to fit the newer format better where we talk about, you know, five things or six things. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, So thank you for staying with us for that. Okay, so we are talking about AI today because it is another topic we have avoided talking about, Mm -hmm. partly because it has been quite overwhelming Mm -hmm. to us, and I know that we are not alone in that, and um, we needed some time to really probably learn a little bit more to feel comfortable having a conversation Mm-hmm. And um, so Tanisha and I have assigned ourselves homework to be playing with AI uh, as often as we can and to be experimenting with it. And then we figured that, okay, we can probably do an episode and talk about a few things related to AI that maybe other faculty might hear and try, or maybe mm-hmm. you will listen and hear this and then you have an idea you could share with us in the comments. Mm-hmm. So. That's what we're doing, and Tanisha gets to go first. We're going to talk about just a few things that we have um, tried or experimented with out of a long list of things. Mm -hmm. Okay, Tanisha, give us one. All right, so one of the things that I've tried with, uh, I've I've been tinkering with ChatGPT specifically uh, to get a sense of kind of what it is and how it works. I'm not going to lie, I was one of those people who just wanted to put their head in the sand and act like (laughs) ChatGPT did not exist. (laughs) All this AI stuff, it was kind of, I kind of put it on the back burner because I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll deal with that later, you know, type of thing. But, um, you know, it's here, it's in the here and it's in the now and people Mm -hmm. are using it. So definitely having this conversation really prompted me to really have to explore. Uh, I think if I hadn't explored, if we, if we hadn't started talking about this or discussing, even talking about this topic, I probably would have still had my head in the sand and putting off dealing with chat GPT until I had a moment to deal with it. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those things where I feel like we need to have these conversations now. Um, instead of just ignoring it because avoiding it and ignoring it can only make it worse. <laughs> so, uh, so I finally played around with some chat GPT. And one of the first things that I did was I actually uh, took my assignments, my assignment criteria, my assignment prompts, and I just copy and pasted it into chat GPT to kind of see what it would produce. And it was really interesting some of the things that it produced when it came to the assignment prompts. Um, like, for example, it it helped to kind of generate, uh, like, for example, one of them was a paper. And it helped to generate kind of like how you could approach the paper, how you could organize the paper, 
um, how maybe you could, how you could maybe talk about some of the concepts and the ideas um, and even give some suggestions for the paper itself. So not actually full out write the paper for them specifically, but actually give them an opportunity to kind of help to just generate some some ideas or directions that they could go in. So that's kind of what I noticed for one of the things when it came to uh, the assignment prompts themselves. So I was really trying to see what is this going to crank out for my students if I did have a student who just did a, cu a cut and paste job. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because I could see that there was information that actually could be used as a tool and as a guide. But then I can also see someone being able to use it and abusing it, right? Saying, well, mm -hmm. this is what is spewed out for me, so I'm just going to copy and paste this into um, the assignment and then just submit it in that way. Um, so plugging it in that way kind of helped me to see and kind of recognize what it could look like if I do have a student who submits an assignment based off of that um, as far as the structure and the formatting of chat GPT. So it kind of gives me a sense of that um, and just kind of a sense of kind of what could be used from it. And it was really interesting what it could do and what it could not do. Like for example, with this paper, uh, they have to use uh, personal experiences or uh, one of the relationships that's in their lives to explain one of the concepts. And in my mind, I was like, that's a foolproof way. Mm -hmm. That's like, how is ChatGPT going to, you know, present specific examples? It actually gave like small suggestions that could be used. Um, it didn't provide a lot of detail, but it could help a student to really kind of brainstorm. So I was like, oh, okay. So it's it's not having those personal experiences in the assignment criteria is not 150% foolproof. Mm -hmm. So I kind of learned that. Um, I also learned that um, when it came to the assignment prompts, ChatGPT had a really difficult time being able to provide um, provide something to the user if it was connected to like a reading or a video. Like if I'm like, watch this video, identify the concepts, ChatGPT couldn't do it because they don't have access to that video. They don't have access to that reading. So in, in order to do that, they would need that information and they couldn't really produce anything because of that. So it just got me thinking about, <coughs> it just got me thinking about, you know, if this is used as a tool and someone used it for my class, what could they gain from it? Mm -hmm. What could be used? What could be abused? So after kind of doing that, it gave me an opportunity to kind of see the strengths of the assignments that I've created and also some areas where my assignments could be improved on so that students can focus more on critical thinking and application and synthesis and all that fun blooms taxonomy mm -hmm. type stuff. I think that's a, that's a really good way to play with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, a, a, it's a good starting point, right? Mm -hmm. And as you said, it got you thinking about your assignment it did. and ways that you could modify it. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of, it's, it's related a little bit to what I've, one of the ways that I've played with it. And that is, um, and I did this months ago and then I've also done it more recently. I, I knew that I had some super short multiple choice quizzes in my courses that were a little bit more measuring if students either read the material or listen to the lecture mm -hmm. versus am I assessing something more related to the course competency? 
Mm-hmm. So I've had, I've I've asked, and I think I pretty much used ChatGPT. I'm, I might have used Claude, and I, I, I might have tried a couple different ones with this. Mm-hmm. I've asked it to revise the questions. I've I've pasted my own lecture in and asked it to generate questions. And when mm-hmm. I do that, I've used two different. Uh, kinds of prompts. One prompt I use is, you know, can you generate two analysis level on Bloom's taxonomy, you know, questions. I I phrase Mm -hmm. it a little bit better than that, but this Mm -hmm. is just to give you the idea of the specificity of the prompt. And the other way I've prompted it is just, and and this has been more recent, Mm -hmm. is just to say, um, can you generate, you know, two high level multiple choice questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually feel like it's done a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Um, and and those of us who have written multiple choice questions know how challenging it can be to write an analysis level right. multiple choice question. Right. Like it really takes a lot of thinking and a lot of time to get that just right. So mm-hmm. I felt like this was a huge time saver. And mm-hmm. so I had a rough draft question I could look at and say, oh, okay, actually this will work as is, or Mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to rephrase this a little bit, Mm -hmm. or I'm going to put a different detractor in, you know, one of the possible responses. Um, But it, I I would say it has, that, that has helped me a lot. Okay. Saving time and also I think doing something that will help students more. Mm-hmm. Right. right. They're having to think more about the question. So right. I think it's developing some critical thinking more than just, you know, checking, did you read this page or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Back to you. Back to me. So I, another way that I've used it is that I've used it to look up words and concepts that I didn't necessarily know or understand for myself personally um, usually it, it is Tanisha will just go to Google and look it up real quick. If I'm not sure what it is or the term or the idea or concept or whatever, but chat GPT happened to be open when I was trying to f- figure out, I think it was a word, uh, that someone mentioned to me and I wasn't too clear on what it was or what the concept was. So I just submitted it to chat GPT and chat GPT was like, here you go. And I was like, Oh, that's what that means. Um, which is very useful and very handy. Unfortunately, it didn't, I don't know where it came from. Like I, if I had to cite that in a paper, I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't know where to cite it or how to cite it mm-hmm. um, compared to if I would have done like maybe a Google Scholar search, right? And, or um, some other type of search, <clears throat> like maybe in a um, library database, right? Where it can spew out magazines and articles and I'd be able to cite that. It chat gpt didn't give me a specific source i mean i guess i would have to cite chat gpt as the source but i guess me being a little bit old school traditional i really i really want like tangible credible sources that i can you know pull from if that Mm -hmm. makes any sense and maybe that's just the old school traditionalist in me um when it comes to finding information but it is helpful if you want to look up something real quick right like Mm -hmm. I don't know. Just, I'm just at the top of my head. I'm thinking about something random. Like, like if you don't know what a quinceanera is, like, uh, which is, 
a coming of age celebration for um, young women in uh, Mexican cultures. Like if you got invited to a quinceanera and you're like, I have no idea what that is. You can look it up in chat GPT and get mm-hmm. a sense of what that is and what it means. But uh, you wouldn't necessarily know what source it came from or where mm-hmm. it came from. Mm-hmm. So that's the only, to me, downside, especially if I'm writing an academic paper on it, then that wouldn't necessarily be helpful for me. But I think for casual use, if I'm like, hey, what does that mean? What is this word? What is this concept? Then I can just use it for ChatGPT to be helpful for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think future, like my future self down the line, if there are new concepts and theories that come out that are, that I I'm not familiar with because it hasn't come across my radar before, Mm -hmm. then I can definitely use it in that sense. And then maybe that can be a launching pad for additional research and other things that I need, that I'm curious about. If that makes any sense. Does that make sense? You know, it's like, Oh, I didn't know this about quinceaneras. I want to learn a little bit more. I'm going to go dig a little bit deeper in our GCC library and see if I can find more information because ChatGPT has sparked my interest. I'm going to jump over here and see if I can find out more. Mm-hmm. So I can kind of see how it can be useful in that sense. Yeah. I think that's another way I've heard other people using it, just mm-hmm. in terms of like launching pad for something, a right. starting point for something. Right. Uh, another... Uh, another thing that we did, and Tanisha and I actually did this one together. Mm-hmm. So I do have Chat GPT four. Uh, so I have a subscrip- subscription to that. And not too long ago, they launched um, GPTs that can be made that are specific to whatever kind of task you're asking uh, Chat GPT to do for you or whatever you want this new GPT to do. Mm -hmm. So uh, one of the goals that Tanisha and I have is to make sure that we have transcripts for all of our episodes. And if any of our audience could not tell or did not know, um, we don't spend a lot of money on producing this show. Mm -hmm. We don't, we do this because we enjoy doing it. And when we can fit it into our schedule and it's not part of our, like, it's it's just not part of our regular everyday job. Yeah, it's not a part of, like, our day-to-day. This is, right. you know, just a... So, so, okay, well, it is part of our job, but if we didn't produce an episode for a while, and if you've been listening for a while, you know what I'm talking about, because sometimes <laughs> we have right. missed a little time, um, like, it's okay, Right, right, like right. It, 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 we do these at our at our own schedule. Okay, you get the point. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of getting transcripts, that's a whole lot more of man hours mm-hmm. and or money mm-hmm. that we don't we don't really have. Right. So, it, it's been challenging for us. So anyway, that is one of our goals. So we experimented and we created a GPT that would take a just giant paragraph transcript and it would distinguish between the speakers yep it would identify beth it would identify tanisha we gave it all these rules Mm -hmm. it would correct the transcript so Mm -hmm. that it had capital letters and periods and so we've been playing with that Mm -hmm. and have been mostly satisfied although I do have to say the longer we talk so the longer the transcript is 
the GPT will, you know, I don't, I don't know how long goes by, maybe, maybe like a minute and a half or two minutes of transcript and it just sort of stops. Yeah. And then, you know, we, you know, we can continue prompting it. Sometimes it, uh, a little button appears that says something like continue generating. And so we push that. Other mm-hmm. times I have to say, you know, remember what your task is. Can you please do this with the entire transcript? Right. You know, and then it'll say, you know, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Let me, you know, give you the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I've had to, sometimes I just paste it in, in two sections. Yeah. So it's not, it's not quite there yet, but I will say that Tanisha and I are very hopeful mm-hmm. that we can make this our project for the next, you know, 15 months or so. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a long time. And we'll have really good transcripts for all the episodes right. that we've done. Right. And, and we're starting with our most recent episodes and going backwards. Mm-hmm. So we're definitely using... AI to help us with that as much as possible. Right. And I think it's really exciting because just one of the things that I've just learned just from playing around with ChatGPT and what we've discussed today and some of the things that I've read is the opportunity for uh, AI to help to alleviate some of the um, task that we have to do, whether it's in our our personal life or our professional life. So things that really take up quite a bit of time to where if we had a tool that can help us to complete these tasks, it actually frees us up to do other things, right? Mm -hmm. Like um, instead of like, for example, Beth, you talked about the multiple choice quiz questions. So instead of just sitting there like for, I'm just going to say like, oh, two hours trying to put a quiz together. Maybe this will help you to put together a quiz for 30 minutes. And then you have an hour and a half to focus on um, doing something like maybe uh, lesson planning, right? Or uh, prepping your lesson for the year uh, or putting together your lectures or putting together assignments. It, it gives you an opportunity to do more because you have a tool that can help you in this other area as well. It kind of frees up your time so you can do more. Mm-hmm which I think is really cool, which can help with the transcripts for the show, right? If we have something that's helping with the transcripts for the show, we don't have to sit there and try to listen and type it out at the same time. We have, hopefully we have something that can help us with that. And then we can maybe have more time to focus and brainstorm on, you know, brainstorming topics for the show. And we're not, you know, caught up in having to do the transcripts because now we have a little bit more freedom and flexibility to kind of maybe explore different areas or reinforce some of the areas that we work in. And if you're listening and you're thinking, oh, why aren't you doing X, Y, and Z for that? Maybe put it in the comments because we probably don't know about it. Yeah. <laughs> Please let us know because this is... I, I mean, we know, we know the ones you can pay for. Yeah. And we're... Yeah. we're we don't have really the budget to do that. Yeah, so. you know, so any help would be appreciated. So put leave something in the comment section, please. That would be... Point out the easy way that. that we have somehow gone around. Yeah, maybe we... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, so that is uh, something that I think is really interesting about um, AI is just the, the tool and being able to be freed up from one task so that you can invest that time somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Back to you. Um, back to me. I think another thing that I've, I've kind of played around with is really seeing how 
like for example, chat GPT explains things. Like for example, there are some concepts in like, for example, the textbook where I feel like the textbook doesn't necessarily do a good job of really explaining the concept or I find it to be really difficult to kind of really convey that idea to my students. So sometimes I'm thinking, well, how would chat, how do chat, chat GPT talk about this subject? And I'll put it in and it's like, hmm, that's a, that's a good way to talk about that. <laughs> like that's a, that's actually a lot, that is actually a lot more clear than what the textbook explained and it's like oh okay that could be another way to approach it or maybe um define it or describe it in a way that helps it to make more sense for my students because some things are pretty complex concepts are kind of difficult for my students to wrap their brain around like I think specifically of like perception and the perception process and the steps involved with it what each step means it can be a little bit difficult to kind of wrap people's brains around this whole concept and idea of perception. So if I was to put that in chat GPT, how would they be able to explain uh, the first step, which is selection? How do I explain it? How does the textbook explain it? How does chat GPT explain it? And how can I explain it in a way that it makes sense to my students? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of another way that I feel like I've, I've used it as well is to be like, Hmm, how, you know, cause people explain different things in different ways. And it's like, you have three different voices. You have the author of the textbook, you have me as an instructor, and then you have chat GPT itself. So, yeah, I, that's such a good idea. And it, it, I, I did make another GPT Mm-hmm. And I, I was experimenting and thinking, oh, you know, it'd be great if I could make a GPT that my students could access to ask questions. And I'm just going to try making one that's like the, you know, the gothic lit professor. Mm-hmm. And it was great until I realized they couldn't access it if they didn't have chat GPT-4. So, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But same kind of concept, right? Like, yeah something that they could access anytime they had a question. I mean, even though I feel like I'm accessible and they could ask me the question too. Right. You know, just playing around. That wasn't my last item though. That was just a, that was a bonus. Yeah, that was extra. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, my last item is, it's a little bit more general, but it's basically using, so you talked about using AI as like a launching pad for various things. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of similar to that, but it's using it for creative ideas, mm. which, you know, if, if you're in a room brainstorming with people and you've got some time, mm-hmm. you could probably eventually get to a cool idea for theming a conference or mm-hmm. theming a workshop mm-hmm. or a series of workshops or whatever. And of course, those are examples that I've, I've now done with my colleagues mm-hmm. using chat GPT. Mm-hmm. And so it just goes faster, right? Yeah. And it's also super fun. Yeah. Um, you know, we've, we've asked it to write a spooky themed workshop description that we were having in the month of October. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then we used that or, or we used a couple sentences of it, mm-hmm. you know, in the description. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And I think, I think in that creative process, it, it's almost like it is sort of like having another, 
I was going to say person, but it's not a person, but it is like having, you know, another, like you said, voice. It's like having another voice in the room. That's part of that. Yeah. And so, you know, usually I'm brainstorming with Megan, uh, the co-director here, or, you know, another member of the team, Polly and, and we'll say, Oh, let's ask it this, or Mm -hmm. let's ask it for some synonyms for this word, or let's ask it, you know, we have a conference coming up that is themed. We have a disco inferno theme Mm -hmm. for a conference coming up. So we're like, okay, what are words that, um, you know, are, are related to a disco inferno, you know, we get a list and then we can use those words when we ask folks to write up descriptions of their presentations so Mm -hmm. that they can theme those related Mm -hmm. to the conference. Mm -hmm. So we're getting a lot of creative jump starts, Mm -hmm. I think from it so Mm -hmm. far. And I think Tanisha, if we did this same episode a year from now, obviously this would be totally different, right? Yeah. We'd be playing with it in total. Like it's going to, AI is going to be so different probably and change that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Because it's still so new. Like, I mean, AI in general, okay. AI in general is not super new, but you know, with the introduction of chat GPT, like mm-hmm. things have kind of, been shaken up just a little bit which is not a bad thing but I think it, we're we're still learning and trying to navigate our way um with something that's still really really new to us and I think it's definitely going to change within a year I, I feel like in the next like, two weeks honestly oh definitely <laughs> yeah so so what is on your radar Tanisha um, one of the things that's on my radar I think at the last episode I mentioned that I was going to do training for to be an Olympic weightlifting coach to be a level one Olympic weightlifting coach. You did. And I went through the training and I passed. So I am officially a level one Olympic weightlifting coach. So I am adding that to my CrossFit level one um, coaching as well. So I've just added that to my bucket. So if if you want to sit around and have conversations about Olympic weightlifting or CrossFit, uh, I'm definitely the person to talk to about that. So um, it was really cool. The the training, the Olympic weightlifting training, um, it was two days and I, it was in person Saturday and Sunday. And then I had seven days to take the online exam. And then after, after you take the exam, then they let you know if you passed or not, and they send you a certificate. So so I passed. Nice. So it was really cool. So I was nice. super excited. So I'm your congratulations. CrossFit and weightlifting professor. <laughs> nice. So yep, that's what's on my radar. So I was super excited for that. Okay. What so what's on my radar is uh right right now, tis the season uh that my spouse and I watch Christmas movies probably daily. Mm-hmm. Well, not really daily, but several evenings yeah. of the week. Mm-hmm. And we, of course, must analyze and critique them. Mm-hmm. And so that's a lot of fun. Kind of gets us in a holiday mood mm-hmm. and also allows us to exercise some brain muscles. And we have some great conversations about it. And uh, yeah, so... I think looking forward to the next couple of weeks and continuing to do that is uh, something that I'm very much looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do we have a nugget for today? Yeah. Mm, nuggets. Y'all know I love me some nuggets on this podcast and in real life. 
<laughs> I, I, I think I would say, you know, you and I have both made a little bit of time to play around. Yeah. Low stakes, just let's just jump in and, and try a few things. Mm-hmm. And I think we might convert that into a nugget of, you know, a good, there's no absolute right way to start or, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's taking a step. Yeah. And then just keeping walking. Yeah. With, with AI. I think that's, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep playing with it weekly. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things that this is definitely the opportunity and the time to really just play around and kind of see what's out there. Uh, some people are just automatically uh, anti-AI. Like, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> but honestly, I was like, you can't knock it until you try it. If you try it and you're like, it's not for me, okay, at least you tried it. But if you knock it, I mean, if, if you knock it and you you try it, you tried it. But if you knock it and you haven't tried it, it's really difficult to really support your position and not supporting AI if you haven't actually played around a little bit with it or tinkered with it. So I say don't knock it till you try it and see if it's something that works for you. And and you come to your own conclusion about um, how you feel about some of the AI um, that is out there right now and, and kind of seeing how it could be used um, when it comes to whatever you feel like you might need for AI or how you think the people, um, like maybe students, would also use it as well. So... So I say just just do your own digging and investigate and see for yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, if you have enjoyed listening to this conversation and want to join in, leave a comment on our blog at twoprofsinapod.blogspot.com. Remember to spell out the number two. Other ways to show your support, subscribe in your favorite podcast app, write a review on Apple Podcasts, or tell your colleagues about the show. Two Props in a Pod is hosted by Beth Ayers, English faculty, and Tanisha Baca, communication faculty. The show is brought to you by the Center for Teaching, Learning, and Engagement at Glendale Community College in Arizona. 